0: Right, Good to see you today. Welcome to our Thursday edition of our journey through scripture. My name is Philip Thomas, pastor of journey here in Elgin. And, uh, we are kind of beginning a, a, a little bit different direction. So we've, uh, last few weeks, our chronological walk through scripture has uh, led us up to the exile and the destruction of Jerusalem. So, so now we enter into the time of the exile and the eventual return back to Jerusalem. Um, this would have been a very, uh, tenuous time for the people. See, the their relationship with God had been uh, established through uh, Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, uh, and then Moses. Remember bringing the people out of Egypt um, and then establishing the temple and establishing the nation. That was. The how the people saw themselves relating to God is that they had received this covenant um, and that, that God had blessed them with the land. And frankly, they took that for granted. Um, they were not faithful to God, and so therefore they lost it. So their whole identity of how they had been relating to God has now been completely destroyed. And so there were going to be a couple of different directions that the people could go. One, they could kind of just well, I guess I guess that God doesn't care about us now. Let's just start blending in and engaging with the countries that we're now in. Because remember, we're we're dealing with uh, the people from Judah that are in exile in Babylon. But there were also all the other people from the Northern Kingdom um, who had fallen to Assyria years and years before they're scattered around as well. And and so though the people had a choice. Are we going to continue to follow this God um that made these wonderful promises to us that now we're not experiencing because we are being punished, um, or are we just going to blend in with uh with the the rest of the nations? Um, and and so this was a time that the people's relationship with God was definitely challenged and stretched, um, and there were a few key characters that we will see who were uh, integral in keeping the people faithful to God and and in in many ways kind of redefining um, their their faith. Um, they 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 are definitely going to to have a a different. View of God uh, after uh, after the exile, and it's going to either be uh, strengthened and purified, um, or it could go the other direction. And Ezekiel is going to be talking about that. So today we're going to read Ezekiel thirty-three through thirty-seven. These are man, there's a lot in here, and so I encourage you to read uh, these these chapters thirty-three through thirty-seven. Um, they're just. really awesome and there's some wonderful things in here so it starts off and it uh uh, mentions again uh that ezekiel is being called to be the watchman Um, and i I love it it says the the watchman is there uh to to warn says uh when he sees the sword coming upon the land if he blows the trumpet and warns the people then whoever hears the sound of the trumpet and does not take warning uh then his blood shall be on his own head but if the watchman doesn't sound the alarm then he's responsible, right? And uh, verse 11, say to them, as, uh, as I live, says the Lord God, I have no pleasure in the death of the wicked, but that the wicked turn from his ways and live. Turn, turn from your evil ways, for why should you die, O house of Israel? All right. So, so God is wanting them to turn. Yes, they've experienced, uh, devastation and difficulty. Um, but he wants them to turn from their evil ways and he's giving them another chance. Um, starting in verse 12, th- I'm just, I'm going to read, uh, verses 12 through 20. Um, this just really talks about the, the fairness of God's judgment. You know, we we get uncomfortable with God's judgment, and and we don't like talking about that. Uh, But God is just, and he is fair in his dealings. says, therefore, you, O son of man, say to the children of your people, the righteousness of the righteous man shall not deliver him in the day of his transgression. So you're never righteous enough. As for the wickedness of the wicked... He shall not fall because of in the day that he turns from his wickedness, nor shall the righteousness be able to live because of his righteousness in the day that he sins. When I say to the righteous that he shall surely live, but he trusts in his own righteousness and commits iniquity, none of his righteous works shall be remembered, but because of the iniquity that he has committed, he shall die. Again, when I say to the wicked, you shall surely die if he turns from his sin and does what is lawful and right. If the wicked restores the pledge, gives back what he has stolen, walks in the statutes of life without committing iniquity, he shall surely live. He shall not die. None of his sins which he has committed shall be remembered against him, and he has done what is lawful and right. He shall surely live. Yet the children of your people say, the way of the Lord is not fair, but it is their way which is not fair." When the righteous turn from his righteousness and commits iniquity, he shall die because of it. But when the wicked turns from his wickedness and does what is lawful and right, he shall live because of it. Yet you say the way of the Lord is not fair. O house of Israel, I will judge every one of you according to his own ways. All right. So th- this is so important. And, and again, there, you, you hear a lot of New Testament type things here is that... Y- our, our righteousness is not good enough. We have to rely on God. We have our behavior has to, uh, has to uh, reflect our belief and our understanding and our trust in God. And God judges us as individuals, He doesn't judge us as a group. Um, that, that is important to, to understand each one of us will be judged according to our own, uh, relationship with him. Um, and just because, uh, we are, uh, righteous or self-righteous, um, you know what, we still are sinful. And so all the, all the righteous acts in the world, uh, are not, are not enough if we haven't. Uh, entered into a relationship, a covenant relationship, uh, with God. And, and I, I, I love that he says that, uh, y'all don't like the way that I'm judging, but, uh, but my way is fair because each one is judged according to their own, uh, on their own merits. And, uh, and, and it's, it's extremely important to understand that, to, to see how this, leads into and ties into the new Testament and that, that Jesus provides, um, that, that forgiveness, that relationship with God, he provides that covenant relationship with him, uh, where we do not have to rely on our own righteousness. Um, and, and when we experience a new relationship with him, um, we desire to be righteous, not, not to save ourselves, Uh, but because of who God is and what he has called us to do. Um, Chapter 34, um, Ezekiel is kind of blasting the leadership, uh, the shepherds of Israel, that they have not done what they were supposed to do. Uh, The Lord God says to the shepherds, Woe to the shepherds of Israel who feed themselves. Should not the shepherds feed the flocks? Uh, So they were scattered because there was no shepherd. They became food for the beast of the fields uh, when they were scattered. Uh, verse 8: As I live, says the Lord, surely, because my flock became a prey, and my flock became fruit for every beast of the field, because there was no shepherd, nor did my shepherds search for my flocks. Um, therefore, O shepherds, hear the word of the Lord. Thus says, Behold, I am against the shepherds. So he's really bashing the leadership um, of, of Israel, that they, the priests, the kings, they have failed the people because um, they re- looked out for themselves more than for the flock. They were not out there protecting the flock, feeding the flock, nourishing the flock. Um, then uh, it, it kind of transitions to God being the true shepherd um verse 11 for thus says the lord god indeed i myself will search for my sheep and seek them out right that god is the is the shepherd again thinking about what does jesus say all the time i am the shepherd i am here to to feed my sheep you know that you you see all of that is that's directly connected back here with e- ezekiel Verse 15, I will feed my flock, I will make them lie down, says the Lord God, I will seek what was lost and bring back what was driven away, bind up the broken, and strengthen what was sick, but I will destroy the fat and the strong and feed them in judgment. Right. So that God is is going to uh to tend to the flock and he's also going to start attacking the wolves. Um uh, and as for you oh my flock says the lord god i shall judge between sheep and sheep between ram and goats All right so again everyone is going to be judged uh equally and and according to their own uh deeds and actions uh Verse 23, looking forward, it says, I will establish one shepherd over them, and he shall feed them. My servant David, he shall feed them and be their shepherd, and I, the Lord, will be their God, and my servant David, prince among them. I, the Lord, have spoken. Verse 31, you are my flock, the flock of my pasture, and you are men, and I am your God, says the Lord God. Um, So this is, uh, again, looking, looking forward and how God is going to uh, uh, come and rescue the people that he will be their shepherd. They will not, uh, rely on the, the failed, failed shepherds that have, uh, uh, failed in their leading of them in the past. Then in a uh, chapter 35, it says judgment on Mount Seir. Uh, that is talking about judgment on Edom uh the edomites uh, we talked about that on tuesday as well so you can read uh through there it talks about uh that uh that they will be held accountable because they kind of helped babylon um you know they would uh, pretend to be connected with uh israel but use every uh opportunity they could uh to push back against them and to uh to damage them chapter 36 uh talks about the blessings uh that israel will receive um, the, that, uh, that God is going to, uh, to bless them again. You know, that they have endured all this difficult hardship, but it was for a purpose and God is going to renew, uh, them. And verse 22 says, therefore says, say to the house of Israel, thus says the Lord God, I do not do this for your, your sake, O house of Israel, but for my holy name's sake, which you have profaned among the nations, wherever you went. Okay. So what's the, that, word profane is is uh, uh kind of connected with sacred you know whenever it's the opposite of sacred so you when you had the temple um, everything within the temple was sacred and it was cleansed and it was holy and so it was to be used um, to uh, in the service of God well if it was used for something outside of that pur- uh, purpose it it became profaned um, and it needed to ma- be made uh, holy and cleansed again, in order to be used um, in the service of God. So, what this is kind of talking about is the people of God, Israel. That they were supposed to be sacred. They were supposed to be an example to the rest of the world. that That they would point the rest of the uh, uh, of the world to, to God. They would be uh, God's representative. However as they dispersed and uh, mingled among the nations, they became profaned, right? They, they did not uh, reflect the image of God in, in, in any way. And so what God is saying is, I'm going to bring you back but not for your sake, but for my sake, because you have been profaned, which means you have profaned my name. And so therefore, I will cleanse you um, and uh, so that you can be the people that I uh, have called you to be. And so that you can be a, a voice to the nations. So it continues on. It says, and I will sanctify my great name, which has been profaned among the nations, which you have profaned in their midst. And the nations shall know that I am the Lord, says the Lord God, when I am hallowed in you before their eyes. For I will take you from among the nations, gather you out of all countries, and bring you into your own land. Then I will sprinkle clean water on you, and you shall be clean. I will cleanse you from all your filthiness, from your idols. I will give you a new heart, Put a new spirit within you. I will take out the heart of stone out of your flesh and give you a heart of flesh. I will put my spirit within you and cause you to walk uh, in my statutes and you will keep my judgments and do them. (laughs) Right. That you will actually start living out what is on the inside. Right, but it starts, it's going to have to clean the inside. They've become hardened, and he's going to have to remove the heart of stone, give them a heart of flesh that they, where they have a heart for God. And then that will lead to them living uh, there and following God's statutes. If you don't change what's on the inside, you're never going to follow God's statutes the way they were intended. Um, you may decide to follow them um, in, a, in a very uh, pharisaical way right yes i'm following these in order to, so that i can wield power over others that is not why god wants us to follow his statutes he wants us to follow us, our statutes because our hearts are of flesh and our hearts are in tune with his that is why we follow his statutes um encourage you just continue to read that it's uh about this restoration uh of of israel verse 37 thus says the lord god i will also let the house of israel inquire of me to do this for them i will increase their men like a flock uh, like a flock offered as a holy sacrifice like the flock in jerusalem on the feast in its days. so shall the ruined city be filled with flocks of men then they shall know that i am the lord so he's saying i will restore you i will cleanse you and make you holy again. Uh, chapter 37, this is one that is very familiar. There's a song, Dry Bones, Dry Bones, you know, the, them dry bones, whatever, the however the song goes. Um, this is from Ezekiel, and it's a vision that he's seen, and it's a vision that is um, reminding him, and, and it's kind of prophesying and saying, okay, I am going to revive uh, that which is dead, I'm going to bring it to life again. Um, and so the the image here is him in a valley uh, where there's been a battle, and the bones are just scattered everywhere of people who have been completely destroyed uh, in battle. Um uh, but he prophesies to them, and he speaks to them, and they come back and they grow uh, flesh and and uh, and then they begin uh, to be to to follow God again. It says, um, uh, verse eleven, uh, he said, they indeed say our bones are dry. Our hope is lost and we ourselves are cut off. Therefore prophesy and say to them, behold, uh, oh, my people, I will open your graves, cause you to come from your graves, bring you into the land of Israel. Then you shall know that I am the Lord. When I have opened your graves, oh, my people and brought you up from your graves, I will put my spirit in you and you shall live. I will place you in your own land. Then you shall know that I, the Lord have spoken it and performed it says the Lord, right? And, uh, what does God do with Jesus? He raises him from the, from the grave. He, uh, the imagery of us being baptized as we are buried with Christ. We are raised to live a new life. This is, this is who God is. This is what he is going to be doing. This is what he desires for us is, is to not to, not to stay those dry bones, but to allow him to rejuvenate us, to give us new life. Um, then you continue in uh, chapter 37, it says, uh, um, talking about a stick, as for you, son of man, take a stick for yourself and ride on it for Judah, for the children of Israel and his companions. Then take another stick and ride it, ride on it for Joseph, the stick of Ephraim, for the house of Israel and his companions, um, and join them together uh, for yourself into one stick, and they will become one in your hand. So, all right. So there's two sticks representing the northern kingdom and the southern kingdom. This is a pretty big shift that's going to happen right here um, in, in terminology anyway. So uh, previously, we've, we've either talked about them as the northern kingdom or the southern kingdom. Northern kingdom was called Israel. The southern kingdom was called Judah, right? The northern kingdom, remember, Assyria took them out. They were called Israel. Um, but now they are no more. Um, then you have Judah and the Southern kingdom. They now they're in exile. Um, and so everyone is scattered. Um, but now those two are becoming one. So the two sticks are being merged together. Um, and, and it's interesting how God uh, says this. He says, uh, the Judah and the children of Israel and, the Ephraim, uh, and, and the house of Israel and his companions. So both of them were from the house of Israel, right? So, so now the people are going to be, be called the people of Israel. Uh, and, and you're going to see that, uh, reference, uh, through here much, much more often it says, um, uh, Verse 18, And when the children of your people speak to you, saying, Will you not show us what you mean by these, say to them, Surely I will take the stick of Joseph, which is in the hand of Ephraim, and the tribes of Israel, his companions, and I will join them with it and the stick of Judah, and make them one stick, and they will be in my one hand. Uh, And the sticks on which you write will be in your hand before uh, their eyes. Um, and it says, surely I will take the children of Israel from among the nations wherever they have gone and will gather them from every side and bring them to their own land. I will make them one nation in the land. Uh, one king shall be over them. They shall no longer be two nations, nor shall they ever be divided into two kingdoms again. They shall not defile themselves anymore with their idols, nor with detestable things, nor with any of their transgressions. But I will deliver them from their dwelling places in which they have sinned. I will cleanse them. Then they shall be my people, and I will be their God. So God is bringing the people back together. That's what is happening as a result of the exile, and that God will be returning the people, and they will be one. Okay, so uh, over the weekend, let's read uh, Ezekiel thirty-eight through thirty-eight through. 40, let's do 38 through 42, 38 through 42. So Ezekiel 38 through 42 on Tuesday. Hope you have a great weekend.